Welcome to Refresh. This is Pastor Kim Robinson. It's my desire that you listen, that you could experience blessed faith and creative life with this Kicks Ministries and Victory Harvest Church podcast. Hi, this is Pastor Kim with the Refresh podcast. This week's title is The Will of God. In Ephesians chapter 1, it says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. The will of God is powerful. The will of God is his blessing and his personality and his character and his virtue and all that God is being brought to us. It is his desire that we experience the will of God. Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane, it's not my will be done, but yours to the Father. He was here to bring forth the will of the Father. And as Jesus fulfilled the will of the Father, he has fulfilled the will of the Father in us. The will of God is fulfilled in our lives through Jesus Christ. You know, in Ephesians chapter 1 here, that Greek word for the will of God is the word thelema. It means the will of God is what he wants and he is determined that it will be done. You know, it says these four things about the will of God in the Greek definition. It is the purpose of God to bless mankind through Jesus Christ. And it is what God wishes to be done for us. And it is his commands and precepts, his word. And it is his choice and inclination, desire and pleasure. It is the pleasure of God to bring forth the will of God in our lives, which is the word of God. And it is his purpose to bless us, to bless mankind. And it is what he has determined to be done. And as Jesus submitted himself to the will of the Father, the will of the Father is released in our lives because he was obedient to the Father. In Matthew 6.10, it says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, the kingdom of God and the will of God are connected. So let's take a look at the kingdom right now. You know, the kingdom is God's royal power. It's his dominion and his rule. Jesus said, I brought you the kingdom of God. It is here. It's in your midst. Jesus is the fulfillment of the kingdom of God in our lives. Well, in that definition here in Greek for the kingdom of God, it means the right or authority to rule over a kingdom. God has his way of doing things. He has his word and Jesus has made it be that we have the right and the authority to rule in his name in that kingdom. And even greater than that, he is the one ruling in the kingdom. He is seated above. He is in heavenly places and God's kingdom come and will be done as it is in heaven. See, Jesus came forth, fulfilled the will of God, died for us, rose from the dead, was seated in heavenly places. And now the will of God can manifest in our lives through Jesus, bringing us the blessing because he's seated in heavenly places. Jesus is the fulfillment of all the blessing of God. And he has sat down at the right hand of the father, which means that that is the action of God. That is the authority of God moving and working on our behalf. And in this Greek word, it says it's the royal power of Jesus, the triumphant Messiah, the will of God, bringing forth the kingdom of God. Those interchangeable words, will and kingdom together is the royal power of Jesus in the triumph of what he's accomplished to bring to us. It goes on in this definition and says it's the royal power and dignity conferred on Christians in the Messiah's kingdom. 
See, the will of God fulfilled through Jesus has brought forth the Messiah's kingdom. And that royal power and dignity is brought to us. That blessing is brought to us as we accept him. As we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added unto us. See, seeking the kingdom is seeking the will of God because the kingdom of God is his will. You know, it goes on to say that a kingdom is a territory subjected to the rule of the king. It also tells us in the word of God that heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. The whole kingdom of God is ruling in heaven and in earth. And that's why this scripture in Matthew said, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And that territory is heaven and earth altogether. And of course, this kingdom word means the reign of the Messiah, the rule, the realm, and the reign in every area. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords, and it is his kingdom. You know, his priesthood and his royal power and his triumph is this kingdom. It is where we live in kinship, clothed in his power, because he is the priest of the kingdom. He has brought forth all the things to us. It says that he has brought through the blood a covenant, a new covenant, that we can embrace the blessing of God. It is the will of God that Jesus Christ entered as the priest and he came as a lamb and he gave himself that the kingdom of God, the rule of God would take place in us, for us, and through us. This is the reign of the Messiah, that we can live in kingship and and we can live together with him. And we can be clothed with his power, the royal power and dignity of God, the reign of the Messiah, the kingdom of God, his rule. You know, this word kingdom embraces the kingdom of Messiah, which is founded by God through the Messiah. This word kingdom here in Greek also means that it is a kingdom founded by God through the Messiah. Jesus brought forth the kingdom of God for us. He paid the price and he rose from the dead. It tells us so clearly here that the kingdom of God in its definition is the heavenly divine origin and nature of God, the rule of God, denoting that it's exalted and has perfect order and exists already in heaven. It is full of the fortunes of heaven as it shows us in Matthew and Mark chapters 13 and chapter 4. It is full of the blessings and benefits of God. It is for present and future. These are the definitions in this Greek word. It's rich in showing us the kingdom of God is ours and what the kingdom of God is full of for us. It says in this word that God has made us partners and partakers of his kingdom, that he has advanced the interests of the heavenly kingdom, the kingdom he has brought to earth through us becoming a partner with him. We are part of that advancement. His will is that we are established in the kingdom. His will is that the kingdom advances for others to embrace that blessing of the kingdom. You know, the kingdom of God is full of the prophetic promises of God that's been given, full of everything he's promised us to have. And those are for us now and forever. He says, thy will be done. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. That is a word that says the kingdom is ours now. The blessing is ours now. The prosperity of the kingdom God's way of doing things, his outpouring, his divine administration, 
his promises coming to us now forever in heaven and in earth. You know, the kingdom of God encompasses the word of God, and that is his pleasure. And verse 9, it says, He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure. It is God's pleasure that he brings forth the pleasure of God in our lives. How is God pleased with our way? How is he making known the mystery of his kingdom and the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure? Well, you know, the word pleasure here, it means delight and satisfaction and choice and longing. And it says he purposed this in Christ and he purposed this in Christ and it means he set it forth in him. He set the kingdom forth in him. He brought it to view in him. He brought it to public exposure. He brings it to us individually. It's purposed in him, the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure. And as we embrace this and we see that Ephesians chapter one, verse nine is telling us that we can see the mystery of his will and we can experience the good pleasure of what he's done. And in Proverbs 16, 7, when he says, the Lord takes pleasure in anyone's way, and we can see that it is his purpose. It also is talking about that he has put it in a place to propose it to himself and to determine it to be there, to happen, to be ours. He has determined to take pleasure to bring us the kingdom. He has purposed this in Christ Jesus, and he is making it known. And again, how does he take pleasure? Well, we find that in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. His pleasure is our faith. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. He wants us to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then all these things shall be added unto you. He is a rewarder of those who seek him, his kingdom. And that faith to go after and believe that he's a rewarder. He wants us to believe that he answers us, that he brings these things to us, that he has brought it to us through Jesus Christ, that he has set all things in motion through the Son. That is the faith he wants us to have. That's the faith that pleases him, that we can turn to him and we can embrace his will, his kingdom that it is his plan to bring his good pleasure to us, to answer us, to bring forth all that he has. You know, in Ephesians chapter one and verse two, it says, grace and peace be to you from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It is his plan that grace and peace be brought to us. Grace, the empowerment of God. This grace is the empowerment of God to bless us. It is the favor of God to embrace us. The grace of God is God's power to bring the blessing to us. You know, peace, peace to us means nothing missing, nothing broken. That's the shalom of God. It is his will that nothing be missing in our lives, that nothing be broken in our lives. And through Jesus Christ, he has put all things in order and all things in his blessing and all things back together. See, faith is the substance of things hoped for. We have a hope in Christ. He's the anchor of our soul and our faith can see. Our faith sees before anything in the natural is seen. Faith calls those things that be not as though they are. And when we see by faith, he is taking pleasure in that because he brings forth the manifestation. 
We need to see. Faith is the substance. It is the seeing that's the substance in your life. You seeing what God has said. You hearing what God has said. You embracing what God has said. And knowing the will of God is to reward your faith. That is what he takes pleasure in. He is a rewarder of your faith. He takes pleasure in the way of faith. He takes pleasure to make known to you the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure. The love of God pouring out in our lives, the kingdom of God, his kingdom come, his will be done on earth, in your life right now, this moment, this very day. And you don't have to see it to know that it's happening. You just know that it is the will of the Father. When Jesus was in the garden and he said, not my will, but your will, he was declaring, your kingdom come, your will be done. He saw the will of God answered. He saw the will of God completed and he saw the will of God finished. And when he died on the cross and said, it is finished, he was declaring that it was finished, that the will of God, the kingdom of God, the blessing of God has come to us, to those who believe. In Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you are saved. It is the kingdom of God's way of doing things that we speak and embrace by faith. Jesus said, when you speak it, that is the faith of a mustard seed. He said, that's all you need. All you need is to say, I believe. I believe in you. I receive you. I embrace you. He finds pleasure in your turning and surrender through your confession, through what you say. He says, pray this way, declare my kingdom come and my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praying is asking. Praying is speaking. Praying is confessing. Praying is declaring. Praying is bringing forth the manifestation of your faith. It is your ticket to his grand performance. And it is the will of God released in your life that he brings forth all that he has promised and all that he has purposed for mankind through Christ Jesus. God has a plan and a purpose, and it is to do us good. Surely goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our life. And as we can embrace by faith, by hearing that he loves us, that he has a plan, that it is his will to bless us. And he implemented that plan through Jesus Christ. And he brought forth the fulfillment of every prophecy, of every promise in Christ Jesus. Jesus said, I am the word and the word is with me. And as we abide in him, we are abiding in the word of God. And as you abide and embrace and, and renew your mind with the word of God, you will find the pleasure of God to bless you because you will find your faith will be built as you embrace and experience that this is God's plan to bring us his dominion, his blessing, his rule, his realm, and make us in relationship with his kingdom and bring us into relationship with him in every way, with his blessing. He has a desire to bless us and to make known to us the mystery, the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure. It is God's plan and it is his will that grace and peace be ours. It is God's plan and it is his will that we choose him and experience him and experience the 
kinship with Jesus Christ according to his pleasure and his will, that we can experience the praise of his glorious grace and the power of the gospel that he has freely given to us in Christ Jesus, that we can experience the redemption of God through the blood of Jesus, the forgiveness of sins, and the riches of God's grace that he's poured out on us with all wisdom and understanding. This is the book of Ephesians chapter 1. See, he's made known to us this will. And Paul made it very clear that he was an apostle. His calling was purposed in Christ because it was the will of the Father. And through that purpose and that will, he found fulfillment and that he could reach his fulfillment. And it is the same for us because we are chosen and we are set forth in the will of God, predestined to be blessed as we turn and embrace him by faith. Embrace what he's promised by faith. Accept him because everything it says in verse 11 is conformed to the purpose of his will in order that we can experience the hope of Christ, that we can experience the praise and the glory of Jesus in our lives, that we can have all that he has promised as we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and as we accept what he has done. The key is to receive him and the key is to embrace him and the key is to receive the promises in his word by faith. Your faith is a ticket to his grand performance. As we accept Jesus and we embrace him in our life, we have the grand performance of salvation instantly working in us. And as we absolutely embrace what he has promised and we confess that, and we pray and embrace that, we have the promises of God through Jesus Christ instantly performed in our lives. Whether we see it or not doesn't matter because you will see it. Faith always has an answer. Faith always has an end. And in Hebrews chapter 11, he promises that by faith, we will see the absolute manifestation of his promise. Father, I pray that every person that hears this podcast, that their faith connects to the fullness of your will, that they experience the manifestation of your will, your good pleasure to bless them, to do them good, to bring the kingdom in their midst. And I thank you, Father God, that they will seek the kingdom and your righteousness and all things will be added unto them. And I give you praise that you have purposed this in Christ to each of us could reach our fulfillment that calling and that purpose and that good pleasure that you have as we embrace you by faith. And I pray for those who have not, when they hear this, that they receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And I pray that each one of us receive the promise that you've brought in him and all the blessing that you have bestowed to us through him. And I thank you as we embrace your word and we see your promises that we by faith can absolutely know they are the will of God. And through your love and through your action and through your faith, we experience the blessing because of the blood of Jesus and the sacrifice and the resurrection of the Lamb of God. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Pastor Kim is not only a screenwriter, director, and producer, she writes children's books and other publications. If you're interested in more of her Kix Media from Kix Ministries, check out our family faith-based feature films, Pastor Kim's blogs, and our many children's books and publications at kixtv.com.